dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs were the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. Guess who's Bizak? Killer! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't make this up podcast. How do you celebrate hitting 100 episodes? You take a week off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> An take entire a, week off. Take a whole week, Friday to Friday. Hey, bro, I love you. I love seeing you every week. Love chopping it up. Love doing this podcast. But I must say, um, that lazy Sunday I had last week was A1. <laughs> That's where it's at. Yeah, yeah, man. It's a rare occasion that I actually stay asleep. Like, I woke up, like, at normal time, like, all right, podcast. And I was like, no, he's out there in AZ, yeah. Vegas, getting it in, enjoying the vacay. <laughs> I went back to sleep till like eleven o'clock till I got drug out the house to go look at blinds. So uh that was that was my Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So let's just jump into this here podcast. Yeah. How was the vay? Man, let me tell you something. This was the most stress-free, relaxed, chill. it's whatever vacation, bro. Me and my homies just went out to Arizona. Um, we went out there for a week. Uh we drove up to Vegas Woo! Sunday. How long was y'all in Vegas? We just stayed overnight. Okay. We just did because they had never been. Oh, uh, like okay. Two, well, two of them had never been. So we, it was like a four and a half hour drive. We got the rental. Oh, that ain't shit. Hey, shout out to Toyota Sequoias, man. <laughs> Them back seats reclined like the front seats. I was back there stretched. Y'all got the front seat. Yeah, you got y'all can have homie? it. Y'all can have it. I didn't have to drive at all that whole <laughs> week. I got lucky. I kept, I kept... I can't use it, which is a true excuse, but at nighttime, my eye, I just, I'm not as comfortable driving because of my eyes. Right. And we kept leaving at like, we left for Vegas at like five. So okay. we got there at like 10 late and uh, just kicked it Sunday night, walked around the strip, did some gambling, just enjoyed it. And then uh, got up on uh, Monday. You know, I've, as many times as I've been to Vegas, I've never been there on a Sunday night. Cause yeah, I know I, was, I had never either. It I've was, always left Sunday morning or whatever because mm-hmm. you all, you know how Vegas is. It's people coming, people yep. coming, people coming, coming, people going. So I've never been there on a Sunday night. What's the Sunday night scene? Like? I did not think it would be that slow. It was slow, like 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 the late night, like the one o'clock walking around. Uh-huh. Slow, like really, like I didn't think Vegas shut down any day because I figured I figured a lot of people left on Sunday, but I figured too. Some people start their week, start their vacation on Sunday, yeah. you know, and get out there. So I mean, it wasn't dead, but to, to be to Vegas three or four times, way slower than than, than any other time I've been. I'm put that on my list because yeah. uh, last time I went to Vegas, we went from like Monday to Friday, mm-hmm. and it was uh like like Thursday. Yeah, started jumping. Yeah, like dang. There was a lot more room uh, right, yesterday right. Deep on, on the, the on, streets. On these escalators is getting <laughs> yeah, deep. Yeah, like, damn, nigga, move. But we kicked it uh, all day Monday, too. Um, we had to go through the uh, dispensary experience. Okay, so how was that? I'm the, yeah. uh, I'm not a smoker, so how how's Can this Can I buy work? one weed, please? Let <laughs> <laughs> me get one weed to go. So, so I'm not too far from you. I'm only a couple years into it, to be honest. But the people I was with. They've been doing that since junior high. Pros. You know? <laughs> For pros, professional. Pros. Like, 
one of the first things they wanted to do was go to the dispensary just to just to experience it. And the whole experience, man, it's like you walk in and it's like it feels super secure. There's like security guards, everybody strapped, you know. It's like <laughs> oh shit, it's like a little like waiting area kind of where you like Kings Island lines kind of <laughs> kind of walk through that and they take your ID and uh once they get you in the system, they walk you in another room, and this room is like the workers, and it's just everything is is marijuana. I mean, they have drinks, they got like little little like pops, they got stuff you can pour into like shots, they got Damn. edibles, and then the weed itself is just like everything is like labeled, you know, a paragraph about what you got. Um, you can ask questions, what you're looking for. If you're looking for a, a mind high, like a sativa, or a body high, like an end. I mean, there's all that. Just stuff I didn't even like, realize, <laughs> you know. So I'm in there. The first one we went to, they, they was real cool. You could take pictures and videos and stuff in. So we in there taking pictures. They had like a little picture board for you can go take your pictures. Okay. Had a couple giveaway. It was 420 week. Oh, so yeah. Every, every day that week, it was something they was giving out. And uh, we did all that Monday. Uh, hit the Fat Tuesday up on the strip. Yeah. Got hammered real quick with the big, the big old <laughs> drinks. Um, just enjoyed that, and then I uh, came back to Phoenix for the rest of the week. And uh, just the rest of the week, it was it was uh, enjoying the 420 week. Yeah, and uh, finding some good eats. Yeah. So we went to like Lolo's. Um, that's a good chicken, like chicken and waffles. Just like it's up there with Roscoe's in the really in the fight for what's delicious because that stuff was amazing. Um, they had a great Mexican spot we went to, had these uh, burritos. The burritos were so good. Our entire party went back and ordered another one to take home to have four hours later because it was that good. Hey, so, yeah, bash this after we get <laughs> chiefy. I, I didn't realize Phoenix was so, uh, it's a lot of Mexicans, a lot mm-hmm. of, you know, there's a lot of them. So they had some really authentic, like my boy that lived there, uh, my boy that I went with, his brother lives there, and he took us to some of the, like, where you need to go spots. Yeah. So we had a good chicken wing spot we went to. Just kicked it, you know. Just kicked it. Just wasn't daddy for the week. <laughs> I, I started my day with a four twenty Crown and Coke by eight a.m. every day because we was getting up so early. We yeah. still on dating time. We was getting up at like five thirty, six o'clock. Cause the sun get up here at like six, and, and it's bright. I'm talking like how hot was it? it? We hit it a perfect week. We got there. It was like mid eighties. The week we was there, it stayed between seventy five and eighty five. And the week we're leave, we're leave, like the week coming next week, they're all gonna be ninety five and up. Got out of there. So we we beat the little heat, the first heat rush of the year. Like it was breezy nights where like it felt good on your skin, type mm-hmm. of wind. We hit Scottsdale up, partied out there. I mean, we just kicked it, bro. It was, it, it was a trip. I saw the snap. You at the club? Yeah. You went in the work mode for a second. Man, I couldn't help it. You I, I, I had seen even, you like. Yeah, I had to. I had I, checking the DJ out. I, I literally had to go outside in, in all the spots that we went to because everybody said we're just kicking it. And like no one's no one's really out to be like like bagging chicks and that. We just kicking right. it. So you know, a, a chick might might approach somebody. They conversating. The rest of us is just hanging out. And I'm like, I found myself in there like listening to every blend. Like that was nice. That was a little juicy. <laughs> that was that was okay. You know, I'm like, I gotta go. I, I stepped outside and like. This is, like, this is walking around. There's like bars everywhere. So I went outside, like leaning against the wall. I'm still out there because the speaker's out there. <laughs> so I'm still hearing the blends. And I'm like, I can't help it. That's how when I go out, I'm constantly like not so much looking for the cheat code, but just comparing like my thoughts to somebody else's thoughts. Right. And it's like, that was dope. 
I see how he got there, you know, or you know, just my my brain can't just be out drinking and laughing. I'm I'm, I'm listening all yeah. the time. So. No matter how hammered I am, too, because I was <laughs> hammered. I this felt like a week where you're gonna come home and like have to have a two week detox. Detox. It was, it was one of those weeks. Like I ain't had nothing green all week. Like it was <laughs> it was bad eating, Burgers bad drinking. Yeah, it was it was terrible. Terrible. So how is it coming back to reality, though? Man. I'm sure the babies missed you. They did, man. The, uh, when I walked in, man, the baby baby, she she been calling me, FaceTime me all week. And uh, she came running in with her little pass. He trying to talk, you know, daddy, daddy, daddy. And she's all happy to see me. Uh, oldest child, of course. That's that's my road dog. So she was, she was ready to go wherever I was going again. <laughs> the middle child, I didn't even see the first hour I was home. <laughs> She's my loner. I don't I, think she fuck with you. I walked in the room like, I've been gone all week. You can't come say hi. can't give me a hug. Nothing. She was like, I'm just feeling so lazy, Dad. I just didn't want to get up. I knew you was going to come see me. I'm like, me? You ain't shit. Get it. Bye. <laughs> That's my little my little loner, my little to herself kid. So she already got that like teenager syndrome where they come home and you don't see them the rest of the evening because they ain't in the room. Y'all? Yeah, exactly. I'm being here. She, uh, she she's headed that way. I got to get her out of that. I mean, she's she's she not like totally in the room, but she has no problem when the door when the door opens. She hear a new voice. She don't really care who it is. Like she'll she'll see eventually. Like she's that kid. So. But oh, man, man, great recharge, great vacay. I'm uh, still feeling the effects of the week, but doing well. I'm doing hey, well. Hey, good to hear. Coffee bro. is right here this morning. Big, oh, what's well, Lou? We're talking coffee yeah, then. I was going to fuck it. Hold on. For that, I got a couple trips coming up too. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You do. You going to NY, <laughs> ain't you? Yes, man. Uh, first on my uh, list, I'm going to um, go up to Cleveland for Mother's Day weekend, hang out with Mob Dukes. Nope. Mother's Day Mom. and the holidays. Yeah, yeah, man. Mob Dukes. Mother-in-law, grandmother, you know, not, 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 to cut, not, not to cut you off, but this was also, me and my mom talk every day, mm-hmm. multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. I talked to her twice in the whole week. What? And that was like, it felt weird, but I was like, <laughs> once, once I realized that like day two, day three, I'm like, I'm just going to detox from everybody. Because me, me and her are always small talking about something. She's driving home from work, whatever. So, yeah, that was, that was also a detox. And wow. it felt weird because I have never done that ever. <laughs> we talk every day. <laughs> Me too. As a matter of fact, I hit my mom's other day. I gotta return something for her. Yeah. Anyway, she got me out here running errands from four hours away. Right. Goodness. But uh, yeah, I'm going up to Cleveland for Mother's Day. Then in June, I'm gonna go down to Nashville, okay. kick it with my brother. And then uh, no trip right now for July. But then August is the big one going to NYC. Mm-hmm. Uh, my cousin, my aunt, and uncle live in Jersey. They gonna take us out. They gonna show us the Show us the sights because, you know what I'm saying, that's what my aunt loves to do, yeah. show everybody sights. Oh, yeah. So we're going to hang out with them for at least one day, and then we're going to try to ditch them and hang out with my little cousin who's like a party maniac now, just loves kicking <laughs> it in Brooklyn. So I'm like, yeah, we can kick it in Brooklyn, see what's popping. I was told, I was like, the Brooklyn you go to and hang out, it's not the Brooklyn that uh, – your mom and dad would right. allowed you to go to back into the nineties. I see that all the time <laughs> when, when when Tone's home or like Jordan, his younger brother. Those are like the two most that I know from New York that are go home mm-hmm. but live other places. Yeah, and they go home and they be talking about how this you know project looks nice now and it's like they're making it like they're they're re- rebuilding that whole area. Yeah, and uh, just little things I see them say like, man, it's it's Brooklyn. I'm home, but damn, this looks so different. Like it feels so <laughs> different here. So. All right, told wifey, I was like, look. 
We hitting up Bad Stuy, do or die. Yeah. We hitting up Fulton Street. I yeah. gots to be on the grounds of VIG. That's I a, have to be. That's a, that's what we did with the Vegas. We didn't go to the room. We drove to where Tupac died mm. just to just to be at the intersection and just mm. had some Tupac playing. Had a blunt mm. going. It was just it was nice. It was vacay. All eyes on me. <laughs> yeah. It was but nice. But you talking about that cup of Joe? Man, it's that my, coffee. My life, bro. I'm so uh, how you handle it that uh, Starbucks then then pull the. Uh, well, a particular yeah. Starbucks. I won't label all the Starbuckses. Yeah. But uh, Starbucks is under a little bit of fire, man. And man. I know you're a coffee drinker. Yeah. My mom's a coffee drinker. Wifey's a coffee drinker. I am not. So yeah. I really don't care about Starbucks. I, you know, I, I never really went to Starbucks. Oh. I'm a Tim Hortons. I'm a, like, now I'm at home with it. Like, yeah. Like, I literally, bro, over the last year and a half, have genuinely fell in love with coffee. <laughs> I don't know if it was during my, like, super hard inter- intermittent fasting year of 2017, mm-hmm. but the coffee little kick would just get my day started. I would even have it in the evenings to wind down. Like, people would be like, you having coffee at 9 o'clock? Man, it knocks me out. Like, I feel good. Just relaxed. Um, but so with Starbucks, one thing, too, on vacation, I- I'm a big news reader. Like, I got the news apps at least, you know, yeah. but... I struggled to keep up with the news on vacay, <laughs> but I, I was reading As about. As you should. As you <laughs> yeah, should. Yeah, I, I took a whole mental break, um, but I did, read, of course, read about that. And um, you know, I think I think it's just social media is bringing all of the things that we, as Black people, have talked about, experienced, felt, you know, dealt, seen, heard, whatever. You know, like it just brings it to the to the table, and it's more visual, and people get the visual, learn it versus yeah. reading it, you know, and a lot of people, myself included, I'm a huge visual learner. So I say that to say the visual side of things, people are just starving for that and they reading it and it's, it's grabbing more people. It's, the stories are being read by more people. I, th- I think it's just something that we've all, you know, the whole, I can't go to the bathroom yeah. for like every, every, the whole drive to the, the masters, the whole drive to Vegas, we stopped and pee first before we bought something, Yeah, you know, and it was, but then like after that story, you are looking around like, damn, can I go pee first? Like, I, do I have to ask? Like, what yeah. the fuck? You know, so I, I think I have a little different perspective on it, um, just because of the thing, my 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 upbringing mm-hmm. and things I've seen, and I I like to try to see it from all points of view. I understand the Starbucks rule. Yeah. I'm sure there was a corner store near your middle school and high school that had the lovely sign up. Uh, students must leave book bags outside. Oh yeah, only two students in allowed at a time. Oh yeah. Because as kids, yeah. you know what we in here for. We oh, in yeah. here to get these Doritos and this candy. The dollar boxes came up empty too yeah, many times. Yeah, coming up on the, <laughs> on the come up, man. Yeah. So I understand these rules and understand why these rules are in place. Because uh, I got a buddy of mine, Marty, who said he lived in Philly. And it's like some of these Starbucks locations that they're in ain't the best part of town, quote unquote. Yeah. And they have... Uh, uh, drug addicts coming in there, shooting up, or doing whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You got homeless people sleeping in there. So I understand the codes to get into the bathroom. I understand the whole king caboodle of uh, everything. But when you have Starbucks, um, it's always presented, you know, got the free Wi-Fi. So mm-hmm. some... Some Starbucks are presented as like almost like a coffee house type of feel. It's yeah. like, yeah, come have your coffee, have your small meetings. Every wedding post I, up. Every wedding I do, I meet with a couple at a coffee spot. Yeah, come post up. <laughs> enjoy yourself. Enjoy yeah. the experience of being at Starbucks. Keep drinking our coffee. Have yeah. a crone or whatever yeah. the hell they're called. Enjoy it. But then there's other locations that don't have that feel. 
So I understand it's a it's a juggling act. It's yeah. like, well, this one, I think maybe they should have it labeled like uh, Starbucks Express, where it's called almost like airport style. You yeah. got to get your coffee and go. Right. It's not a hangout spot. Or and then the Starbucks Cafe, where it is that, yeah. and unfortunately there won't be any Starbucks cafes on the east and west side of Dayton. They will be yeah. in Kettering and Beaver Creek. Absolutely, <laughs> and I, that's just how it is, man. And and for these guys to go through that, not saying that it was okay for the manager to call the police two minutes with them being there, because I know we've all been in situations where we've been in some place and we get that eye mm-hmm. as soon as we walk in the door. Like, you ain't even giving me an opportunity to be a bad guy if I was. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm exactly. saying? Like, damn. I think the video I saw that just made it made a different taste in my mouth, Paul's, was <laughs> what was just, like, I saw, like, the white kid, the way he addressed a white yeah. dude that got the code didn't it did he asked him like you use the bathroom before you ordered right yeah. you know like so like to see that part yeah. of it is like if you're gonna have the rule like e- even in Dayton I know there's spots in Dayton that I can't just walk into at 11 o'clock right the door's gonna be locked the gas station ain't they ain't fucking with you you gotta go order through the little hole Ooh. like like I, I get that I understand it's way too much bullshit that happens absolutely if I work there I want the doors locked at 11 o'clock Hell too yeah. so I get that but if you're going to make the rule, then make the rule. Yeah. But when you see certain people, like like you say, you, just because of the color of my skin, you're uncomfortable. I haven't opened my mouth. You know, I haven't said what I do. I haven't told you my life. You don't know nothing about me. you just scared. Yeah. And it's like, that's the shit that just got to change. If the rule is the rule, let it be yeah, the rule exactly. across the board. If you can't, if you got to buy you a coffee before you can take a deuce, yeah. then that's what it's going to be. Exactly. Unfortunately. But I mean, you know. I even heard the girls from Dayton. The, yes. The, yes. The girl yes, that made yes. the call. Like the, work, <laughs> the worker. <laughs> I'm like, well, damn, you from Dayton, you... There's enough of us here. You know what I'm saying? But you know what? It depends on what part of the day. If she stayed her whole time in Eaton or in you know in, in Oakwood. Or, yeah, man. You know. If you're not connected, if you're not making those rounds. Your parents told not... you to stay away from that other side of that bridge. Yeah, I'm sure you <laughs> exactly. I've heard that, like being being mixed mm-hmm. and being at, you know, for friends or families things. You know, I've heard small talk of people like, I don't really go over there that much, you know, and it's like why? But you know? <laughs> but in but in the inverse, we don't either. Like we tell Facto. people at we look we, for we, we look we look we look for living there because we know it's gonna be quiet. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Nice and safe. No, but we get <laughs> listeners that they win a prize and you give them the address. Yeah, seven one seven East David Road in Kettering. In Kettering. Oh man. Like they act like it's a different universe, right? And you know like, what I'm like it's, it's ten minutes from downtown, brother. It's straight up the street. <laughs> I mean, I gotta pass through Oakwood and, and yeah, exactly though. Know, that's how it is. I yeah. like exactly. yikes, dude. Just, Every time I drive through Oakwood, bro, cruise control. Oh, oh, for sure. I don't care who ride my ass. We can you can ride my ass all the way down this main <laughs> street, brother. Because I'm I not pulled over with. in the station vehicle several times. What mm-hmm. are you doing here? Uh, going back to the station. Yeah, it's crazy right there. <laughs> yeah, man. It be is like that. But uh, this whole Starbucks situation, man, I talked to my mom about it. She's so pissed because, like, uh, she always gets Starbucks gift cards for uh, Christmas and everything like that. I got, mm-hmm. like, $100 worth of Starbucks <laughs> to use. <laughs> And now you telling me I can't go? I was like, look like you going to Dunkin' Donuts, man. right? Like, it's you better like, gift those out. Like, to, well, uh, I'm gonna use these up until then. <laughs> <laughs> I know people though that go there every day or you know five days a week type of thing. Mm-hmm. People work in hospitals. That's usually a, usually the coffee shop in the hospital. Like when I worked at the VA, we had our form. It was Starbucks. They just didn't call it Starbucks, but yeah. it was the cups. It was the coffee. It was everything. It was just the VA's coffee shop. They couldn't. 
they didn't pay to call the Starbucks, I guess, probably. Coffee is life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's a terrible situation, man. But unfortunately, man, it's the first one we heard of. Man. So uh, an album dropped this week. And that was that was easy money to get accomplished right there. I was on. Um, we 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 started listening to that. Um, when did that drop? It was midnight on Friday. Friday, yeah. So Saturday Saturday morning, we uh got we got in, and uh we was watching some TV shows and hanging out. And then it was about you know nine thirty ten o'clock. We like oh it's twelve thirty one o'clock back home. Turn on that J Cole. Two two straight run throughs. Nice. And then I got a run through in the car. I run on the plane on the way back. I like it. I like it too. It's still not. Uh, yeah. What what I is know. it? Uh, twenty fourteen. Four, four, yeah, Forest Hill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, still, it's not that. But it's but it's but it's still good music. One one thing too that I gotta do. I gotta re listen to it uninebriated. <laughs> <laughs> because a couple of them songs of that 1985, Woo! that shit grabbed me. It was a couple songs to where like, you know, you'd be just in the car in the back. Like I, I never get a chance to ride. Like I'm always driving. I'm always leading the pack. You know. Mm-hmm. So this whole week, Rob was literally in the back seat all week. Like I didn't know which way I was going. I wasn't paying attention <laughs> to direction. I couldn't tell you where I'm at. But like to sit back in and just look out the window, and you know, you get caught up on them daydreams. But then the lyric grab you. And then you just picture like you just you just visually making the video or you putting the words into a story into your head. I found myself on a couple of tracks just getting lost into them and just listening and daydreaming out. So I'm like, when that happens to me with music, I feel like that's what they the artists would 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 want. You know, they t- they try to make music to feel good to grab you to, to to for you to experience it. And I feel like I was experiencing it. Yeah, out there for sure on vacay. So I, I but I I enjoyed it. Most of it was cool. Couple other, I just felt you know, it was kind of like the the singing and the yeah. Couple, couple. He tends to do that. Yeah, it was it was leaning more towards that. I even heard I don't know the truth to it because I haven't really done a lot of research. I was again on vacay, but like one of one of the tracks he he featured someone, but that feature is supposed to be him, and he yeah. like he like took down the the octaves of his voice and and did all that, and I'm like. Different, you know? J. Cole love himself some J. Cole. I see. Yeah. I see. That, that's, that's that's one thing for sure. Yeah. He's uh he loves himself. He lo- he loves the fact that he does a lot of his own production. He loves the fact that he doesn't really get the features and everything like that. But so as a J. Cole fan, I was super excited, yeah. obviously. I knew you were. I was like, I don't have to text care about this. This is gonna be straight pod talk. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, when when he tweeted out uh, he was gonna be performing in New York, I was like, oh, <laughs> this must mean something. Right. So the next day, KOD's coming out Friday. I'm like, bet it's on. And then my first, my second thought was, shit better be better than for your eyes only. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I took a lot of heat for that. <laughs> right. And motherfuckers but, act like it was my album. They like, coming for your neck with this. Doug, right. <laughs> like, God damn, nigga. So I get into it with my boy, JG. He was on the pod before. He He's a Kendrick guy. Yeah. And you know how it goes when, just like with Cardi and Nicki, if yep. one, you mention one, you mention another. B.I.G., you got to mention Tupac. And now these two have been linked together because they are the the younger dudes, but that are not in the everyday mumble rap yep. talk lane. So they got substance to what they're talking about. So then now they're forever linked. Yeah. So he tweets out something or Facebook post something about like, is this y'all king? He dropped two duds in a row. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. This album's not a dud. The last one was a dud for yeah. sure. And I was like, and don't act like 
to Pimp a Butterfly wasn't a dud. I think to Pimp a Butterfly was a dud. A lot of people don't, uh, but there's only two songs, two or three songs on Pimp a Butterfly that I liked. And the reason I can say that and say that firm is because in September when I went to go to the damn tour, Kendrick performed stuff off of Section 8. Mm-hmm. He performed shit off of Good Kid, Mad City for sure, yeah. which is his best album Classic. in my opinion. He performed shit off of Damn. He didn't perform. He performed uh, Black and the Berry off of uh, uh, the last album, the um, the Pimple Butterfly mm-hmm. album. I was like, that tells you right there. Yeah. There ain't no bangers on there. He stayed in his pocket. Stayed in the pocket. <laughs> and I was like, and just like J. Cole, probably would not be performing anything off of for your eyes yeah, on. I can see two or three, maybe. Like, 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 like you said, there's two or three songs on there that yeah. can squeeze in to the, we can perform this at yeah. shows. Some of the beats is crazy. The beats is crazy yeah. on a lot of them. But just some of it is just like we didn't we didn't turn into like this this genre of like R and B vocal yeah. synthesizing you know songs. Yeah, <laughs> I love the fa- I love the uh, first track KOD, which did yeah. over uh, four million streams on its opening day on Spotify. That's just crazy. I love nineteen eighty five. I love uh, photograph. Yes. I love uh, motivate. It's a lot of joints mm-hmm. on there that I'm really feeling. It bogs down probably about track the th- yeah two two to, thirds of the way yeah, through. Yeah, yep. about two thirds of the way through it gets a little all right. Mm-hmm. And I understand what people say about him being a boring rapper. I totally get it. It's not like I'm like, no, nah, he got so much energy. No, he doesn't. He's fucking feels himself. Yeah, he like yeah. I, he think I think J Cole knows how smart he is, and he's too smart for his own good. Sometimes mm-hmm. he doesn't. He knows music so well and everything like that. And in the case of uh, Kendrick, he has Top Dog. He has, shoot, he has Schoolboy Q. Mm-hmm. And so he comes from a group of people that can, you know, he bounce ideas off of yeah. and bring out the best of them. J. Cole really don't have that. He, he seems to be the introvert. He, the, yeah, to, just like. Got my, I, got, I got my four guys and we just been doing it. Yeah, because, I mean. The the good part about him being like with Rock Nation and every artist for that matter with Rock Nation is, you know, you under the Jay-Z umbrella, but Jay-Z has never been the guy to come in and no, your projects should sound like this. Mm-hmm. He's always let the artist be the artist. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can go back to Memphis Bleep. Yep. He didn't come in to Memphis Bleep studio sessions and quote unquote save the day with a feature mm-hmm. and like, all right, this is going to be your lead single. Jay-Z would come in there and be on the grimiest song he had. Yeah. Like, well, why don't you come and jump on this bump, bump, yeah. this, this dancey song so I can give me a hit. Right. No, you going to make your own hit. So I think the Jay-Z blueprint versus the Top Dog uh, TDE thing is totally different. I think it's more of a collective over there at TDE, which helps all the artists out. I yeah. mean, look what SZA's doing. I uh, mean, my boy, uh, Schoolboy's got yeah. dope albums. I think... Everything at Rock Nation is, yeah, we're under the Rock Nation umbrella, but you got your Dreamville, you got your Rihanna Navy people, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's like pockets over there. And I think the thing about J. Cole is if he will open his mind up a little bit to allow other people in to help him influence his project just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, you you can look at the progression of the albums. Like his first one was real radio friendly. Next one, he had the joint with Miguel. It wasn't like a whole bunch of radio songs, but it still had that good yeah, rhythm. Right. And then it was straight hip-hop on Forest Hill Drive. And then that last one was like, 
He was in a room with incense burning, mm. <laughs> chanting, it's snapping a, his fingers. It's such a fine line, though, because, like, <laughs> e- even with this album, bro, the songs that I necessarily feel like are, you know, the second or third place winners, mm. you know, like, you know, when you're in a game and you want that top prize, but you're cool with that third place. Yeah. Like, I'm still cool with it. It's it still got substance. Oh, yeah. He's still spitting. But I think we has, I know me as a DJ, I would love to have three or four of those. Yes. And then seven to whatever, you know, five to seven. You know, you can even have a couple whatevers. But give me five to seven songs. Like, I feel like Cardi B gave me five to seven songs I can play in the club. Yes. And I can, it doesn't matter what I pick. As a DJ, I starve for that because, for one, I'm going to listen to most of your album by by doing that. And I'm going to, you know, be a fan of you as an artist. I mean, but, it's the old LL Cool J. Yep, exactly. It's the Fab styles. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to have my street shit, but I'm going to give you these three joints for the radio. That's the perfect, perfect recipe. And the girl's going to buy it because of these three songs, mm-hmm. and the nigga's going to buy it for the other 15. Yep. But Cole don't do that. Right. <laughs> and But Kendrick does. Yeah. Because he, yeah. he proved that with loyalty, the love joint, mm-hmm. shit. The, uh, now he got the soundtrack for Black Panther. So And that's everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, doing crazy numbers. Hell so, yeah. I mean, I'm fucking with the call heavy. Like, yeah. I, I got it in heavy rotation. I'm sure right you do. Now. You are. Right, man. That, that's, a, that's a given. Yeah. But I do find myself just like, man, I just wish he would just. Just, had two more blunts, yeah, just, two more, <laughs> and two more party nights in the studio. Yeah, give me two more songs where you just didn't give a fuck and you were just flowing and just beat felt good. Yeah, have a little more fun as well. Exactly. Just have exactly. a good, hey man, you're allowed to have fun. I know you're the voice of the trying to find the cheat code to the hip hop. Trying to find that cheat code. Yeah, man. I, but I, I fucks with Cole heavy. Yeah, man. good album, Cole. Good album. Absolutely. Tell what you think, Cole. Hit us up. Yeah, yeah. You know, one Cam Nash <laughs> on the DJ underscore Killer underscore Kid. Uh, share this podcast if you like. <laughs> Yeah, man, but it's so much going on uh, sports-wise right now. We got the yeah. hockey playoffs and, of course, the NBA playoffs. What's your what's your first thoughts? Because I know y'all's out there watching them games. And that was, but it was tough, though. Phoenix, oh. three hours. We was getting to home. It was fourth quarter, third quarter. <laughs> kept missing them. Just kept missing them. I, um, we did, we did catch two of the Cleveland games. <laughs> yeah, man, they 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 looking like they about to lose this series and keep it up. I mean. I think LeBron. If, if you look, if you look back uh, on it, if you look back on it, you know I got ammo lock for this guy. He's had the super plug, if you will, on winning these chips. You yes. know, he had Ray, he had Kyrie, he had dogs that would like give me the goddamn ball. I'll, I'll pull it. Yeah. If you not, I will. Yeah. And we all want LeBron just to to be that. And LeBron loves to be that other, the uh, the one that see it, the one that created it, the one that made it happen. And, yeah. You know, you can't, you don't have to score forty six and ten every every day to to win. Because I feel like he used to, he has a whole bunch of role players that are great NBA players that will have careers, mm-hmm. but he don't have too many dogs that enjoy this moment, enjoy yeah. that whole. I mean, Rodney Hood can't just keep be th- three for twelve every time. Yeah. You know, like. Or he can't play, you know. And if you're gonna draft uh, Perkins, he need to have six fouls every day. If you're gonna bring him bring on board, him let him be useful. You know, <laughs> he's a big body. My big thing about Brian, and it's always been this case, at least for the last twelve years. People complain about Mike Brown. Mm-hmm. People complain about uh, Black. Or Black. Mm-hmm. People complain about Tyron Lue. What's the common denominator? 
LeBron James. Exactly. <laughs> People would talk about the offense they run. They talk about why don't they run any post-ups? They don't run post-ups with LeBron James. No. The, the LeBron James offense is you stand in that corner, you stand in that corner, big man, you run the baseline, let me go to work. If they collapse, I'm going to drop it off you to dunk. If they, yeah. your man comes on me, I'm going to hit you with a no-look pass for a short corner three. Chris Bosh was a dominant post-up player yes. with the Raptors. Yes. He was not a post-up player for the Heat. Kevin Love was a dominant post-up inside-outside player. Mr. Double-Double. Yeah, <laughs> with, with the T-Wolves. Yeah. He doesn't go in the paint anymore. He shits in the short. Sits. In no, the he short, shits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sits in the short corner and shoot threes. That is the LeBron James offense for the last 12 years. That's what it's been. People have to realize that and stop acting like that's not the thing. People have to stop acting like he gets back on defense because he doesn't yeah. get back on defense. That him, his turnover led to a three-point play by Borvanovich, mm -hmm. who had 30 points, who was the man LeBron is responsible for guarding. From the time I landed in Cincinnati and got on the highway, it was up 17. <laughs> and we got to Dayton and parked. They was down seven. So you're the problem. <laughs> you're, it's your fault. It was, to watch that on that highway, bro, I'm sitting there like, their offense is built for, it's built for that, but it's built for that Kobe, that LeBron, I mean, that uh, MJ, just that dog, like, let me take over. Because if you watch, when they start debacling, it's just like, we just, LeBron is, is toying at the, you know, five steps up, five steps back, or he <laughs> or he's holding the ball for eight seconds and giving you that that body on the on, on the post, and then like one cut, and then we either score or we don't. Yeah, you know, and that's what the offense they run it, and it's in the playoffs, bro. You are you are going against teams, and and, then, and what the Pacers, the Pacers really did yeah. is contract the paint. Exactly, so he can't get in there to kick it to you. They got so enough big bodies I'm, to I'm do that. I'm swinging it to you. On a rush, and you putting up a bad shot. It isn't just they're missing shots; it's they're not getting into a flow of the offense, and mm -hmm. it's the LeBron offense. And you know when it works, it's great. Yeah, ain't no denying it. But I got a buddy of mine, Tim, who's like, man, he looked gassed. I was like, well, two weeks ago you were saying, oh man, he's great. He just played his first time playing eighty two games. Right. So which is it? Is he gassed or is he in the best shape of his life? Yeah, you can't have it both ways. And he shouldn't be gassed, like you said, because I don't know. I'm not. I'm not nowhere near the in shape of LeBron James. I I am a couch watcher, so <laughs> my opinion is very little in this in this matter. But from watching, it feels like he gets enough breaks in the in the gameplay to like if he really want to sprint back and get one, he does. Yes. But then it's like when he does that, he got to take four off. Yeah. So then those four off turn into eight, six points, and you know y'all didn't score nothing, and then y'all down seven the whole game. You know, and it's, it just felt like his effort, he can turn it on, but then I feel like he would be gassed by game six if he turns it on. My thing is, he's the best player in the game. If he shows effort, the rest of the team shows effort. Mm -hmm. You can't expect Tristan when he was playing good. Let's use him for an example. <laughs> when he actually gave a shit. No, we'll say, we'll say it like this. You can't. In the regular season, Jr. was up and down. But yeah. in these playoffs, Jr. has been the Jr. Smith that you want. Yeah. He's hustling. He's attacking. He's playing good defense on mm -hmm. Oladipo for the most part. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes the shots fall and sometimes it isn't. But there's no denying that Jr. Smith gives maximum effort when he's on the court. Yeah. He's an anomaly. He's the only one giving maximum effort. Mm -hmm. 
But he's not your best player. Your best player has to give maximum effort. Michael Jordan gave maximum effort at all times. Kobe, for the most part, gave effort to a maximum level at all times. I mean, hell, the dude towards Achilles and shot two free throws for yeah. goodness sake. <laughs> and walked off the and court. And walked off the court. <laughs> and I hate Kobe Bryant. I hate even giving him props. Right. But you got to give props when props is due. Yeah. You know, for the most part, Kobe gave maximum effort at all times. You know, it's a, you know, as a, you look at it and I go to a, my homies, sons play a lot of AAU basketball games, so I'll go check these kids out or whatever. And it's the same thing I see in LeBron. You tired on defense. Mm-hmm. Oh, but when you get that ball, Showtime. Exactly. So which is it? Why can't you take a break on offense for mm-hmm. a change? It's I'll, always got to be on defense. You got to always play Olay. Mm-hmm. It's not acceptable, man. I've thrown up numerous times in front of hundreds of people giving <laughs> max effort, you know, like in a sport, like playing a game and like on the sideline, like, oh, I'm just, I just threw up, you know. So to me, that's not necessarily my like line of effort, mm-hmm. but it's like, damn it, you need to look like you don't want to go out afterwards. Right. Like, I need you. This is a playoff. This is this is really all that you that is. This this is the time. This mm-hmm. is the what your career is, is is weighed against. What your accomplishments? You know, no one says oh, LeBron LeBron play eighty two games year fifteen yeah. in twenty years. That's not going to necessarily be. It might be because it's the first time he did it, but like that's not the the goal everybody's chasing. You know? so, so what's going to happen tonight? Game what game? Yeah, four. four. Game four tonight. Yeah, down two one. Up. Well, yeah, guys are down two one. I mean. I think I think they'll pull it out. It's, I think it's gonna go six or seven, but it shouldn't. That's yeah. the thing. It's gonna I go. said I said the Cavs in six every round in the Eastern and losing five in the finals. This did turn to a LeBron bash, huh? What yeah, you yeah, about? yeah. Take that, take that, take that. Oh, I got I got more ammo for oh, somebody yeah. else. As a matter of fact, so I think Cavs win tonight. I think Bron goes for like fifty. He has to. He has to go forty and up every mode. game. Uh, but somebody else that I need to bash, Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Rubio gave him that BS for the last two games. Mm-hmm. Rubio in that ass. Utah, I'm telling you, this year with me with DraftKings, bro, I, I followed a lot of like teams I would not follow or watch games I wouldn't have watched because I had that one player to get me into money, so I'm watching it. Where Utah is solid. Yes. They are a solid team. The, the Crowder pickup, you know, he just he's a big body, but he helps. Yeah. Because they got favors. They got uh, Gobert. Mitchell, Rubio. Well, they run a structured offense. They and run he it. He comes yeah. from a program where in college where they ran a struct, very structured offense. They when he was at the Celtics, they were very structured. Mm-hmm. So him going to that Utah system is very structured. Yeah, everybody touches the ball. Everybody knows what they're supposed to do. So with him, his role is to play solid defense, hit threes, and move the ball around instead of it sticking in one person's hand. Um, but Rubio. Is killing Russ. The problem I was about to say, I gave y'all five names just now. Mm-hmm. But if I said Westbrook, Carmelo, and PG-13, which, would you want those five or those three? You know what I'm saying? Like, those three should be enough. Shit, but in <laughs> game two, they all three of them went 0 for 14 from that's, the field. That's what I'm saying. Unacceptable. It cannot happen. Pa- PG gonna fuck up his L.A. bid. He keep fucking around. I'm telling you, <laughs> this, 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 these 40 games and 40 nights can change your whole shit. Right. Shit, you gonna have to sign a re-up in OKC because they might not want to give him that bag that he looking I'm for. I'm telling you, if they if they bust out like this, you know, they, they, they could have beat Golden State. Was that last year? Mm-hmm. They could have really beat them last year. They add on these people. It you know, you play the whole season. You can't you can't have your stars do that. 
Man, look, the, the simple fact is... And Rubio should not be giving Westbrook giving, buckets. Rubio had a triple-double last night. <laughs> he killing Westbrook. Uh, I knew that they were going to lose Game 3 in Utah. Everybody loses Game 3 in Utah. <laughs> Nobody right. sweeps Utah. But the biggest thing was Game 2 where they shit the bed and didn't score at all. Mm-hmm. Neither three of them scored at all in the fourth quarter. I saw it happening in the third quarter. I was like, yo... You probably need to put Westbrook on the bench because he's like just wild. He's just yeah. wild out here he seems right now. Hard, like a hard teammate to have. It's, I mean, I think the evidence is there, right? Yeah, you would have to feel that way. I mean, I don't know the inside by any means, but just watching just like this, his loneliness on the sideline, he just feel like he just like he gets this bad guy. Fuck everybody when I'm on this court. Yeah, and I mean, it's, and including it's his teammates. <laughs> like it's something great that when it, when it's going, it's great. But in a situation like that where he was he had like seven turnovers last mm-hmm. night, Rubio g- gave him a triple double. Paul and Melo were working good together when they was off the court, and then when he came back on the court, they it went to shit. Yeah, like yo. You you fucked it up because right. they had to they had to lead down to three points and as soon as you came in the game it ballooned back up to twelve because mm-hmm. you turned the ball over that's alarming game four is on Monday at ten thirty I probably won't be staying up to watch that whole <laughs> right. game I'll probably stick around to a halftime and- I did catch a lot of those West Coast games out there ah. yeah I did catch a lot of that uh, Portland getting hammered they're done so done didn't see that coming at all, at all. I, I mean I I knew. It was gonna. Well, I thought it was gonna be a good series. Mm-hmm. Turned out to be a sweep. I can't believe it. Fucking sweep, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Harlem, fucking sweep. Well, I thought Lillard and McCullough and Nurkic is enough for them. Yeah. I mean, they are the same type of like. The West was you know four through nine or ten was games apart. So right. you know like you just feel like everybody's solid. Yeah. But when, so you would think all yeah, oh, these other no series sweeps. outside of the first <laughs> uh, Golden State and. Rockets, everything else would probably go a six seven. Exactly. Wrong. It's crazy. That's I the mean, playoffs though. Does the simple fact that I mean, I know A D is balling. Mm-hmm. Forty some points. Drew Holiday back to his like form when he played with the 76ers, just balling, playing great defense. But you, the key to it all is Rondo to me. Oh yeah. He's fucking I'm a He's, I'm a Rondo basher. Mm-hmm. But when he's in Rondo playoff Mondo, Rondo mode. He's an animal on defense. He's controlling the whole game. Yeah. He's putting the ball where it needs to be in the right person's hands. He's like a traditional point guard. I would have loved to see Cousins have a solid second half and they'd be right here right now because they would be in the conversation. They still are. They, they are. Because Holiday is a dog. Holiday is that teammate that you want, but like if, if it's a group of guys in a pile and you getting picked, he going to get slipped on for a minute. Mm-hmm. But Holiday to me, bro, he can – like, he was mic'd up one game while I was watching, and some of the little things he was saying to his teammates about, you know, just, bro, as soon as his right foot come out, I'm gone because I, cause I know his weight is there, and I'm gone. Like, just the little details of hearing him break down how he does it, mm-hmm. it just tells me, bro, bro you you studied this. You studied every aspect of it. It ain't just, for me, I see a guy in a defense position about to D you up. Yeah. But you see a guy where his left foot is 45 degrees back from his right foot, and you know if I jab him this way, his weight going to his right leg, and I can go this way because he's off balance. Right. Like, just that whole concept is like, yeah, you got it, bro. <laughs> you know what? If, if, if the Pelicans can beat Golden State mm-hmm. and they play the Rockets, I'm going to go with the Pelicans for the simple fact that 
the best pick and roll defense in the NBA is the Pelicans because they got AD and they got Drew Holiday. But I watched them get smacked by the Rockets a couple times in the season, just because that the Rockets they are they are content with creating for that three point shot, brother. Like that's how they run they shit. So if they get hot, if they get rolling, and this is some of the matchups, you know, favored Houston. I feel like you know. Uh, Meritage ain't holding down Ariza the whole game type of thing. You know, those type of little matchups. If those Damn, guys get, why Boogie get hurt. <laughs> man, <laughs> but, I, but I'm rooting for AD, though. I think AD, is, is he got a chance Ooh, to be one of those ones that our kids are learning about, you know, and, and, and just one of those seven-foot dogs. He's the, he's the Dog, new Tim bro. Duncan slash KG, You get short double in blocks, bro. I, I fuck with you. Animal man, <laughs> animal man. But that's that's it, man. That's, yeah. that's our first pod back from uh your little vacay, your yeah. little trip out there to AZ in Vegas. One hundred and one. Welcome back. Yeah. Shouts to the wife too, man. Uh, the wife held down the fort. Yeah, held down the fort all week. Uh, I got minimal Facetime calls. <laughs> um, that that could get out of hand with a ten nine and a and an almost two year old that know how to work the iPad. Like she. My baby calls my mom like two or three times a night when she like if she wakes up at like two in the morning because we have it locked. But when you're locked, you can access your favorites. And uh-huh. I have like I got to take them off of there because she'll like get into it to where she can call like me, my mom and Mika. And she'll just run, run through them till somebody wakes up. So that didn't happen at all. I was thinking that was going to happen. But I mean, it was chill, man. But the wife, man, she's been holding down the fort, man. She's been uh, doing our, our graphics. So when y'all, see hey. our, when y'all see our new graphics, man, created by Mo on Facebook. Thank you. Yeah, she's holding it down for us. So I hope y'all enjoy the new graphics. We got a new uh, new like logo pick and a new new pick we're using for the weeks. So check it, check us out, man. We're doing it. Yeah, it's one on one. We got to get 100 more in here. So. Absolutely. Can't make this up, podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. We out. Peace. <laughs>